Looks like the producers didn't read the budget requests. I'm Justin. Well, at least they got green jelly at the end there in the credits. I'm Sam. How much do you think that they paid for Dino? I'm Jackie, and this is The Flintstones, the movie on Secret Madness. Hello, welcome to Sticker Madness. Wow. That's, Sonia. That's, uh, Shut it. She, apparently she hates it as much as I do. <laughs> Uh, hello, welcome to Sneaker Madness. This is a podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. This week on the show, 1994's The Flintstones, produced by Steven Spielberg, uh, starring John Goodman, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Rick Moranis, uh, Harvey Corman's in this. Uh, God, the lady Ellen, Elizabeth Perkins, Elizabeth Perkins, Elizabeth uh, Taylor, Halle Berry, Elizabeth Kyle McLaughlin, oh, Jonathan shit. Winters, Jonathan Winters, <laughs> both Hannah and Barbara make uh, cameo appearances. Okay, uh, it's chock full of people currently streaming on Freebie. Uh, if you haven't heard Freebie, it was the uh, very briefly lived IMDb TV. So basically, it's on Amazon Prime. So Freevee is not good. Uh, The audio is all over the place. The movies are split by robots whenever they just fucking feel like it on a timer, regardless of where you're at in the scene versus where you're on Tubi. It seems like there's some consideration to the film as to when to break it up. Also, the commercials were they're like. 10 decibels louder than the fucking movie? (laughs) Like 10? Yeah. Like I had to fucking turn it down and turn it back up every commercial break. It makes me suspicious because when Amazon and Voodoo first started doing free with ads, Mm -hmm. it seemed like it was all the same shit as Tubi. And they were just like, okay, we'll pay you some money and we'll just port the Tubi in. And so Amazon's like, oh, we're going to do our own thing and then we can do some branding and backfire or fucking fix it. Right? Fucking fix it. And why it's shit. If it's it, shit. If, if it's your branding and you're trying to expand your brand, why switch it from IMDb TV? B- because Jackie can't say IMDb, it's IDBM to her, and so it's confusing to a certain demographic. Why freebie? It's stupid. Why freebie at all? Just yeah. free with ads on Prime. Yeah, just put it. Yeah. This why? Is- because it's a fucking shit mess. So they had yeah. to brand it as something else so they don't get dragged down. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Just fucking fix it before you quote unquote ship it. Because that's the thing in software. We're like, oh, we're shipping. Well, you're not shipping anything. You're releasing. You're hitting a button. You're hitting a button. <laughs> but yeah, they shipped crap. They yeah, shipped crap, and they put a crappy logo and a crappy stamp on it. And it oh, sucks. the logo is bad. Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, back to the Flintstones, because that's where it's at. Uh, Sam, what can you tell us about this thing? Joel Silver started this little development hell in 1985, and eventually after he got Stephen D'Souza to write the first script, Stephen D'Souza, of course, wrote films, film favorites such as Commando. Why wouldn't he be the guy for this? Uh, And and that anti-Hillary Clinton movie. And wasn't there a new one? No. Oh, no, no, I think you did the different guy, different guy. Denise Desuiza, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Try to keep different up guy, <laughs> Different guy. Um, Spielberg gets a hold of it specifically, and it seems because of arachnophobia, he produced that. I don't believe he directed that. But no, I don't think he did. He's like, he meets Goodman, and he's like, 
I found my Fred Flintstone. And Goodman's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're going to be Fred Flintstone. And he's like, do I have to? Right. And he's like, well, I mean, if you don't do it, we're not going to make the movie. And he's like, okay, let's just not make the movie. I, <laughs> I'm not a big deal yet. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to. I got this Whatever. King Ralph thing lining up. That seems promising. I think this is Arachnophobia is before Roseanne, isn't it? Oh, or is I it know. like right at the beginning no of yeah, Roseanne? Right, right in there. Um, but anyway, he's not a big deal yet. And through the process of making this film, as it gets lined up, all of a sudden you have a collaboration between ILM and Henson, mm -hmm. which is a big fucking deal. Absolutely. And he's like, oh my God, if I say no, I am killing a collaboration between ILM and Henson. I have to fucking do this. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So like, he's the linchpin on this whole thing getting made. And Spielberg's like, it's going to be great. We get ILM. We get uh, Henson together. You're, you're Fred, Fred fucking Flintstone. It's like, yay me. I guess this is probably going to really advance my career, even though I want nothing to fucking do with it. So they go ahead with it anyway. Um, it. Uh, what a ILM and Henson. Mm hmm. Together. Did you see this movie? I mean, this is why it. I mean, it was released against crap. I didn't. I didn't. I should have spent more time looking to see what it was released against because this thing made 130 domestically against yeah. uh, 45 million dollar budget, and that means that like 45 million for this, even though it didn't really age that well. A lot of sets built in Utah, um, huge and California. Amount of sets. Huge amount of set work. They tried to actually make it a bigger deal than it was. And they were trying to get the theme park to catch on, but it just it stayed a uh, tourable set for X amount of years before they tore it down. Um, but yeah, it was like, it's a thing and we should have got as the human race should have gotten more from this collaboration than the fucking <laughs> Flintstones. <laughs> they, the casting was interesting. They wanted DeVito to do Barney Rubble, and he's like, I might be able to pull off Fred, but I can't fucking pull off Barney. That's not going to fucking happen. You're no. going to have two fucking Fred Flintstones. Yeah, right. I'm the short yeah. Fred Flintstone. Like, well, what do we do? And they're like, fucking call Rick. And they're like, oh, shit. I didn't think about it because he's not blonde. And he's like, I'm not fucking blonde either. I don't even have any fucking <laughs> hair. I'm getting fucking DeVito. What the fuck? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And so that I'm with you on this one. I thought that Rick Moranis was a poor choice for Barney because Barney's supposed to be more square jawed and he's supposed to be this short, like shit brick house kind of dude. Well, everybody in the show is shaped the same and, and humans are not. So I thought he was a fine choice. He's Barney O'Donnell though for, for Betty was no. Okay. I'm disputing you right now. Yeah, so how did Rosie O'Donnell get the part? They cast a bunch of people. They tried them all out. Very petite, very uh, attractive. This is, She's going to be able to do... None of them could fucking do it. Rosie O'Donnell shows up because she'd been doing an impression for years. And they're like, do it. And she won the part because she's the best fucking Betty Rubble on Earth. She wins the fucking Razzie for this because she's bigger. That's fucking bullshit. She nailed it. She did every mannerism fucking perfectly. She has the laugh down, which is a really fucking hard laugh to do. The walk, <laughs> the whole fucking thing. I don't care if she's a little bit big. She fucking nailed it. I don't know what Jackie is saying on either of those two casts. The casting in this movie is top tier. 
See, and I didn't like Rosie O'Donnell because you don't I, like you Rosie don't O'Donnell. Like Rosie O'Donnell. I don't like Rosie O'Donnell to begin with. But then I didn't like her for this part because her ma- to me her mannerisms were off. Hmm. I, and I cannot she doesn't be further come, disagreeing uh, with you. Did you ever watch the Flintstones? Yeah. All right. I to me her mannerisms were off. So I that's why I didn't think she was a good fit. Not because she's huh. bigger, but it, because I just thought her mannerisms were off, and I I didn't understand why they would cast her. Because she's like, because nobody else could do it as perfectly as her. Yeah, apparently, I, that's I like how she got cast. Just, Even the casting department's like, people aren't going to like this. She's bigger, but we don't care. She's she is oh, Betty on, fucking she, rubble. She, that's what like, was said then. Point. I'm not saying that now oh, about yeah, you. I'm yeah, saying that's what was said then. But, you know, to me, that's kind of super bullshit because I'm on board with you, Sam. She was maybe a size 12 or a 14 in that movie. It's not I, like she was extremely fat or anything. She still had nice curves. She still looked nice in her Betty Rubble outfit. You know, it yeah. just to me, like her face, the way she moved her head bothered me. I, I don't know why, but it did. Okay. Well, now that body style is like just called thick and it's very desirable. So, you know, <laughs> 1990s Rosie O'Donnell is apparently like. A lot of people's time machine hit list. I'm not <laughs> saying that she's not making mine because I'm kind of thinking about it right now. Like, Rosie, you just made the hit list, babe. I love right. you. Hearts across time. You don't like wieners, so that's too, that's too bad. Hearts across time. Hearts across time. <laughs> is that Ian your Rosie uh, O'Donnell? Is that your new, the name of your new '80s cover band? <laughs> oh, that's great. And I should only sing songs about Rosie O'Donnell. TM. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to. I feel like I'm dedicating most of the boring bullshit to her because I, she got, you know, when he was doing the daytime TV thing, she has to pander to a certain thing. So she got like a lot of the people that were her real fans kind of got away from her. And then when she quit doing it, she then got a huge reputation for being like bitchzilla, mm-hmm. which I say, good for you. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Right. <laughs> You're, Keep you- it up. I mean, like you go, you do of, you, Rosie. Think about Janine Garofalo. Like she got fucked, right? Mm. And it's like, dude, be bitch city, dude. You got fucked. Be it. You be got, it. You got jobbed. Thanks, Harvey. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Why? Well, and I think half of the people that are like uh, trying to tweet retaliate against Rosie O'Donnell are doing it because they're actually afraid that if they're in the same room, she would fucking punch him in the face and knock him out. Yeah. Could be. Uh, all right. Let's move on from Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, obviously, Goodman's great. Uh, obviously, I think Rick Moranis is great. Uh, who else? Kyle McLaughlin. Let's go there. Uh, does this character exist outside of no. this film? Okay. That's the problem that this movie has is it has a bullshit story that doesn't work with the Flintstones. And that's where Kyle McLaughlin and Halle Berry live. Halle Berry mm-hmm. plays Sharon Stone because Sharon Stone was unavailable. <laughs> Like she's like, yeah, I got another thing. What's your? Th- it's a, it's a big thing. It's a, you don't even worry about what that thing is. It's big. Maybe it was Basic Instinct. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 94. getting her fucking hair done because she was like, fuck off. <laughs> Goodman's not allowed to say no. I'm fucking saying no. So I, okay, so I was probably the only one that noticed this, but Halle Berry's hair, there was some kind of weird problem going on there throughout this film. Uh, because weird, she starts the weird off with like was super happening. short. The weird problem was and happening in my pants. No, oh, it's boy. super short and it's plastered <laughs> onto her head, right? And Here's- then it's feathered, and then it's feathered the other way, so it's flipping down onto her forehead. And then at one point, 
it looks like somebody just tried to stick it all up all spiky. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, pick a hairstyle for this character already. My God. I think out of the three of us, you were the only one looking at her hair. Because <laughs> I didn't notice any, wait, she had hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Hair. She you has know, eyes, too. I swear to God, she has eyes. I'm just going to get them. this out of the way. But there's like three looks that are always going to be like, Gah. And one of them is like a, like a frost witch. The other one is like the sorceress from He-Man, you know, the no pants mm-hmm. thing. And then uh, last is Jungle Girl. And Jungle yeah. Girl is arguably the best out of all of them. Jungle Girl is a great look. <laughs> yep. I like it. What's her name in uh, the, the one with... Uh the Freddle and Ray movie with the dinosaurs. What's what's her name? We always forget. Michelle. That, Michelle Bauer. Yeah. So yeah. like Halle Berry and Michelle Bauer are driving that uh, that car. Mm-hmm. So it's the fastest car. Yeah. J- Jungle. That's the size of that one. Jungle Girl's a good look. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Jackie. You must have watched a different movie than me. You're probably at the end of this going to say, I love it and i'm gonna be like you had to have watched a different movie than i did because everything you are saying is the opposite of what i'm saying so far uh did the junior watch it uh i see it did yeah so. he watched it with me yeah. did he like it yeah he loved it okay he yeah. was actually watching it again with us but then it was time to go play with his friend so he fucked off yeah. okay so uh, did your daughter watch it no she's in sandpoint oh yeah. That's a town up north for people who d- aren't living in Idaho like us. Um, so okay, so it, it had a budget of forty million, made forty five, forty five, made a shit ton of money, right? Shit ton. Uh, yet was completely trashed by the critics, despite its uh success. I feel like I can go back in time in my memory and just remember like. The Jurassic Park dinosaurs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Muppets are going to be together in a movie. Right. That's how they build it. You, If you aren't there, you're square. And we were all there and we were all like, huh, that happened. <laughs> so did you well, guys, did you see this in the theater, Jackie? No. Okay. But Sam did. I don't think I did. I think I waited for tape. Yeah, I, we, uh. Made a special trip with John and Jason and Jeremiah down to the theater to see this thing. Names like we had to load. The we loaded. I mean, recognize. there was other people that went. Like we loaded their minivan for this bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do remember you guys going to seeing this, and I totally skipped out. Um, but uh, now- yeah, you and Jonathan were going to play Command and Conquer. I Hell wish yeah. I would have made the right decision. Right decision. Um. Were either of you guys, now we've all seen the Flintstones, obviously, we're human beings that have lived on planet Earth. Uh, do any of us like the Flintstones? I'm going to go out and say I don't. I remember watching it when I was a kid and I liked it. When was the last time you watched one? Oh, probably not for 30 years. Yeah, okay. Sammy? I'm going to like it because without it, we will never get the Simpsons. Oh, that's true. But that doesn't mean you like the show. You just like it's historical um, significance. I don't hate the show. I, yeah. I don't hate it. It's just that now a man of a certain age would rather go back and just watch the Honeymooners when Jackie Gleason still looked good enough to put on screen. Yeah, it is just the Honeymooners, isn't it? 
The Flintstones. It's just the Honeymooners. Yeah. And but he doesn't four. have to show up as much. Doesn't That's punch his what wife as much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's the plot? Like, what happens on a typical episode of the Flintstones? Um, Fred's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Barney secretly bails him out. Wilma still loves him anyway. And then he borrows money from Barney and they all get ribs. Okay. Okay. So not real and complex. They so. go to the Water Buffalo Lodge and they bowl. Okay. So pre- pretty uh almost non-plotty. Like the like the the stakes in a Flintstone episode are not very high. It's the honeymooners. The stakes in the honeymooners is what it takes to stay married when you hate your job. And you're married to Fred Flintstone. Okay. All right. That is not what we have in this movie. No, this well, movie let me get, is very different from that. I have one more piece of the boring bullshit. Okay, I hope it unlocks. It's a piece that is a puzzle piece that it should fits. unlock some of this. Okay, all right. This this should be the most, and I would have just glossed over it had I not felt that this is the most important piece of this. Um, you have Brian Levant, who's the director. Mm-hmm. When he gets signed on to this, because he's a huge Flintstones guy. He enlists, even though there's been several drafts of the film written that have been disposed of, he takes an eight-person writer room, and then that room just keeps growing and growing, and then there's uh, moving, revolving chairs over the course of X amount. So Rick Moranis was in the writing room a couple times. Okay. Rick said that there's at least 18 people that he knows that were in the writing room. They wanted to release the script because it got rewritten so many times and fudged with, and they jammed things in and out at the last minute that they wanted the guild to give writing credit to the Flintstones eight in uh, sort of honor of the first eight people that were in the room, that it was going to be a a conglomeration. And they're like, we're going to see if the guild does this. And the writer's guild's like, "We, we, we never fucking do this. Why would we do it now? Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to do it. So that's why you have, uh, as I said, Stephen D'Souza of Commando fame is credited. And then Tom Parker and Jim Genoweth are credited as writers, even though none of their script or scripts, because uh, D'Souza wrote his own mm-hmm. and Genoweth and Parker wrote their own. They wrote the two complete drafts before the movie got made with its big writing room. And so the guild by guild rules was like, that's who wrote your movie. The guys who didn't write your movie. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, they're like, pick a head, pick assistance. Those are the fucking rules. And they're like, no, we did it together. And they're like, we did it all right. D'Souza's getting royalties, dickhead. <laughs> D'Souza. Wait, the guy that oh, wrote commando. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's got and guess guns. what? There's going to be fucking royalties. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> did you happen to come across anything, Sam, when you were researching this about how many product placements were in this movie? McDonald's. Matt, um, you know, product placements. Yeah. yeah like when Jurassic Park. I don't think you have to pay for those. I don't think they're actually product placements. There I, is. Um, well, the, it's a shout outs, right? Like yeah, Star right, Wars. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Tar Wars. The shout outs. Are innumerable, but mm-hmm. there was product placements, and one of them was to get Elizabeth Taylor to do it. They gave one of her perfume lines, and they modeled the bottle so that when she showed up after she agreed to do it, this is her last performance on a theatric release. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Yes. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Elizabeth Taylor went out on this note. And right at one bang. point, 
Brian Levant, the director, when she, the tie down scene, he was fumbling around and he crushed her foot and she had to have oh, 30 no. minutes of medical attention before they could start shooting again. Ooh. And then she only went back because she's like, I think he fucking broke my foot, but whatever. I'm a fucking professional. Someone who also guy who directed Jingle All the Way, Snow Dogs <laughs> and Beethoven. Uh, she's also thinking, I wonder if he's single. Because, you know, she married a lot of people. No, she was like, yep, yep, crushed my foot. <laughs> the only thing that's going to make me feel better is... Uh, Just like husband to... number four did. <laughs> yeah, come back into the... Come back into the trailer and crunch on this box. <laughs> Do a good job. Otherwise, I'm fucking walking. <laughs> it's like, I was yes, made Mrs. for this. Taylor. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. You don't tell she still Taylor no. I, her is Cleopatra. Like, swing. <laughs> anyway. It's kind of like uh, that lady, Jackie of- Collins from Dynasty. She looked, she still looked oh, good when she was older, too. Oh, that's amazing, Jackie, because guess who's in the fucking sequel of this movie? Joan Collins. Joe Collins. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a prequel, actually. Right. Whatever. It's a very, uh, very curious uh, coincidence that you just uh, lashed out and uh, noted. Yeah. Why not? So, I mean, I guess the casting department was on that one, right? Right. Right. Um, Uh, Yeah. Jackie's casting. She would have done this one differently, apparently. But anyway, Elizabeth Taylor showed up. Uh, They did a Flintstones like little foam bottle of one of her perfumes that's in one of the shots mm-hmm. and then uh, gave her this huge gift bag. And then she agreed to do it, but she wouldn't take any money. She, she took her demanded salary and do- donated it to her AIDS foundation. Very nice. That's cool. Yeah, she was it a is. very so, friendly and helpful person. So there's another question that I have, though, because this was released by Universal. And if, you, if you've ever visited Universal, right? Mm-hmm. They they yeah. have their cars that are on yeah. the tour, the backlot right. tour. Yep. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, because they made such a big deal about the cars in this movie. Like one gets shit on by a pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot Comedy. of shots with them. A lot of driving in this movie. Yeah. yeah. In the car. And then they really, they show off the the new Yabba Dabba Doo car, mm-hmm. right? The, the fancy sports car that Fred goes out and buys. And that's in like a ton of shots. So what what happened to the car? Or the cars that they made that they did for I don't this know. movie? And as I said, that they tried to keep the set open to st- stage another theme park. And it didn't work, so they crapped what they thought was crappable and kept what they thought was keepable. So my understanding, honey, uh, uh, you might have missed this because you know you've you've got the attention of a squirrel. Uh, is the uh, that when we were on the tour. The cars that are sitting out in the sun and cooking and rotting are mm. all there. Th- none of them are made out of plaster of Paris or plastic or whatever the hell these guys are made out of. They're they're actual vehicles made out of sheet metal that at the end of the day, yeah, all the paint's going to die and get peeled away and look like crap. But the car is still going to exist. And if they ever want to bring it inside, they still can. They just got a rattle cannon. You know, yeah, these and- are not going to make it out in the California sun for longer than a month. So yeah. I I Universal also has its own private 
warehouse of crap that they will bring out every now and then parade it around and then stick it back in the warehouse so i'm guessing all those cars are back in the warehouse and sometimes they'll sublease those out to like the peterson auto museum in la uh and you know be displayed there is particularly the batmobile bat uh you know uh well no that's a warner brothers production so that wouldn't count but um uh things of that nature that go yeah, out the, into the shows and see she's not even paying attention now she's looking at her phone <laughs> she's trying to prove you wrong but we'll see the idea is that yeah the paint's the only thing that's gonna go bad on these things and they could be repainted so they just keep them out of the sun as much as they can uh it's not just steel construction but this is on the front end of hdu which is high density urethane which is a sculptable foam that once you treat with a hardening primer turns rock solid like most of Las Vegas is made out of high urethane, uh, high density urethane foam or low density urethane foam with a more hardener. And that all you have to do when it starts looking shabby is pressure wash it and repaint it because it lives up to that sun tell, abuse. And the sun is the thing that kills stuff. Tell that to uh, the cars that are parked outside of the Universal Tour. They don't look good. No, they don't. Well, they use the most shit that foam. I can tell. And I don't even know if I, this is the right car. The Flintstone Mobile at Bed Beyond Bedrock, which is not the one that we just watched, mm-hmm. has been there since 2012. The car and the sign next to it are at are the work of Mark Klein. Fred Flintstone's car is outside the Bedrock Car Wash at the intersection of Route 11 in Lexington, Virginia. Yeah, that's a totally unrelated vehicle. So, good facting. I'm glad you checked me on that one with... Even wronger information. <laughs> the one of the Megaforce dune buggies is or ra- sand rails is outside of a pawn shop. Yeah. I wonder who Sunset. told you about that. <laughs> Me. Because I've Which seen it. That was Delta Force shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's parked uh, just south of Huntington Beach. It's an Army Navy surplus store, actually. Sam. Oh, it's not that's a bitching. pawn shop. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not a pawn shop. They, no, they, have, they had grenades there. Not live grenades, but there was a bucket of grenades inside of that store. They got a bucket like, of grenades at the one in Garden City. What the hell, man? You got and, and then like stop the person up, like, Hey, grenades uh, to the person, and they're like, uh huh. I'm like, hey, you know that car outside? You know what that's from? And they're like, leave, sir. We don't care. We're totally stoned right now because it's California. Um, I think at the surplus store. Uh, in Garden City, they have one of the grenades that's been made unlive, taking mm-hmm. the explosives out of, on a piece of wood, and it says "Complaints Department." Oh, oh, pin for service. Oh, and I'm like, you should make wrong. more of these and sell these. And they're like, "Do you know how many fucking non-live grenades we sell a year? <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to move these. These things move themselves, bud. Oh, Fuck well, off. Oh, also, this your complaint department. I'll just ring the back. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was, <laughs> and then they like look at me like, you can go ahead and pull the pin. Yeah. See what happens. Tough guy. Like, Try no, instead I shall buy this airsoft gun. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'll buy these pants for fishing. Um, last question I got that, uh, oh, no, shit. Now I forgot it because we got so distracted there. Um, is this. Think about this. This is 1994. And now this movie has been basically done a thousand times now. There's no creativity in Hollywood. You know, everything's a remake or a reboot or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Taking a property and making it into a movie. Is this ground zero? 
No. Think about, is there anything before that? I can't think of anything. He-Man, be- Masters of the Universe. Okay, yeah, He-Man. That was a big one. Uh, okay, There's been, right. pr- and the, you know, I mean, how many times is, because Judy Garland's star is born? Wasn't that mm-hmm. the second one? Because it was on stage before that or something? Well, I, yeah, just doing a remake of something, but taking a, a taking an IP, essentially, and converting yeah. it into a media that is, is not what it was originally. I mean, He-Man, I can kind of give a little wiggle room to because the concept was always we're going to make this good enough to put it in a movie theater because we all want to be George yeah. Lucas and sell toys. I mean, it was all about the toys. It was about making yeah. money. This is our and, view. But this was not. And I mean, Transformers, the movie was before um, Masters of the Universe as well, I believe. Right. And that, but that was made by the same people that made the cartoon. That was just a long cartoon. Yeah. Uh this was to me. This is totally something different. I mean, how long? When when was the Flintstones? We're talking like early sixties, right? Ninety four. Uh, yeah, sixties, sixty to sixty six. Yeah. So it's Hanna Barbara. So when they they were Barbara. really popular, Hanna Barbara. She's on the time machine <laughs> list. <laughs> I hate you both. Hanna Barbara, you seen her in a bikini? The bikini wasn't strong enough. Let me tell you. <laughs> Especially when she did Jungle Girl. <laughs> Hannah Barbera. Cow leather still busting out everywhere. Barbera. What were your what was your point before you <laughs> I would rip. like to uh refrain from what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because now I've been put in my place so severely that I am shamed. Shamed, shamed. You're thinking about <laughs> Hannah Barbara now. Like, oh yeah. wait, what? You're Ooh. like, why was I looking at Halle Berry's hair? <laughs> Uh, all right, let's just do this. Hey, hold okay. on, hold on, before we go right. anywhere. She looks the same. She looks the same, She's right? She's like 50-something, <laughs> and I'm like, please. Like, my God, her you, and Selma Hayek. Holy don't, you don't goodness. Need, you don't need hearts against across time, Sam, with them. You, you just need to... No, they're, they're get a restraining order. Yeah, get a restraining order, right? <laughs> no, like everyone I said about Rosie O'Donnell, if she was listening to her, oh, thanks, sweetie. Halle Berry's like, what a fucking creep. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I like Rosie O'Donnell better. She's nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't call the cops quite as often. No. She has. She has. She, she has. Her- <laughs> when she decides as much. she can't kick your ass on her own. <laughs> okay so movie opens at uh the slate company and forgive my lack of flintstone knowledge because i'm in the same boat as jackie it was a long time ago uh what do they do at the slate company where fred flintstone works they they're they're making rock houses always yeah. or is that yeah. where vander cave takes the business they're always making rock houses yeah okay. they make rock everything okay rock, yeah rock they make cars. the wheels they make the balls okay it's just a big rock quarry with manufacturing there yeah yeah okay all right and you know fred has worked there for years he used to bust rocks but now he's got you know he's, he's a big guy he can mm-hmm. actually run the brontosaurus uh as a sort of logging type skitter what's what's okay what yeah what's the how does the brontosaurus help you when you're quarrying rock 
it picks up giant rocks that you can't pick up without a brontosaurus. With its and they're hands? not even brontosaurus, they're like Dilophosauruses, because brontosauruses don't exist, I guess. With, it picks it up with its hands, its opposable thumbs? No, it bites onto the giant rocks because it's got reins like a horse, and if you don't have these monstrous guns so to it has pull no on the teeth. reins... What? It has no teeth. If a dinosaur bites onto a rock, all its teeth are going to snap off, and then it doesn't have any teeth. They don't give a sense. shit about that. <laughs> then you got to get Look at what dino. the elephants were used for in labor previously. This, I mean, PETA exists for a reason. I mean, I would get, like, a Dilophosaur. Not a Dilophosaur. Those are little guys. Uh, with the flappy heads that aren't Brachiosaurus. Yeah, Brachiosaurus. Uh, whatever. Big long necks, right? Uh, that seems terrible. A T-Rex is even going to do better because, it, yeah, it's got the tiny arms, but it at least can, like, pick up something. These can't it pick up shit. It eats the labor force. Well, it eats the labor force, of course, but, hey, then you got to, you know, you get, you bypass that union, huh? If you, ha <laughs> I'm talking to you. Close to retirement. Talking to you, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, pension. Ha! <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, Comic Lockin plays this guy named Cliff Vandercave, and he's the executive vice president of Slate Company, and he's looking for a boob. He's looking for a patsy. He's looking for a, you know, a classic uh, guy to pin his little scheme on, and he needs kind of a moron for it. Yeah. So, so he's hatching his plan, own which plan doesn't make sense. Sucks. His own plan sucks. His own plan sucks. Yeah. He's going to get the best of the grunt workers. Mm-hmm. To be the new VP. Right. But not realizing that there's always somebody in the grunt workers, right, that's going to college or is trying to better themselves, uh-huh. and they know some shit. Yeah. So Imagine taking- if Barney would have actually ended up in that office. Yeah, Barney would have not have fucked up as bad as Fred. They lucked out. Oh, totally. It fell back- Bar- backwards, yeah. No, Barney would have had Kyle McLaughlin's job in, like, Three weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would have been super nice about it. <laughs> yeah. And then Betty would have come along with her weird head movements and been like, here's some fruit. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> here's some fruit. Here's some fuck. fruit. <laughs> this is your parting <laughs> gift, I guess. Okay. Uh, so it's quitting time. Fred does the slide down the back of the dinosaur thing, jumps in the car, goes and picks up his family, blah, 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 you know, does the running pedal thing. It's all it's all very movie. Takes the family to the theater where Tar Wars is playing. Hey, get it, guys? Tar Wars? They don't own the rights to Star Wars. Uh, and then the movie that they're watching is the start of our movie, which already started. Right? I guess... I'm, yep, by I'm, Universal. I'm not real clear on the fourth wall breaking here and its rules of they're watching us or they're watching their own movie that already started. Like they're well, late to their own movie. Steven Spielrock. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, everything's got rocks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Barney they, should go to the school of rock. <laughs> they, sh- they shouldn't have put Jonathan Winters in this movie. They should have put him in every audience that watched this movie to elicit <laughs> laughter because no one was laughing. Uh, yeah, right. Even exactly. he was doing a bad job with <laughs> the best fake laugh ever. Right. Wasn't Jonathan Winters the bum? Yeah. 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 The, the I pig mean, squeals him out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Winters. Uh, okay, so then Fred. What about Bull from Night Court? Uh, he's Bull from Night Court is yeah. also in this. He is. Yeah, okay. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Richard Mull. Uh, then Fred and Barney, they're driving around, and uh, Barney's talking about, uh, you know, hey, buddy, thanks for being my best buddy. Uh, I'm adopting a child, and without you, that wouldn't have happened because I needed a wad of cash, I guess, and I didn't have a wad of cash, so you gave me a wad of cash, and uh, now we're adopting, and you're my best friend ever, and Fred's like, just don't tell Wilma, because I'm a terrible husband. So, my question then is, if, if it, they just have to show that they have the cash, why mm-hmm. can't Barney just give it back after they get the kid? Right? Why does Barney keep in the money? Right. right. And, like, I'm sorry, but I would notice right away if a large chunk of money was gone out of our savings account. Uh-huh. Like. Maybe they had to use the money to, like, buy cribs and beds and a bunch of other shit and they're like we have to prove that we have this much money to buy all this shit for the kid and he's like don't worry about paying me back well don't take that one and be like off the site don't they have like uh wall mart rock (laughs) (laughs) they have layaway in 1994 and stone mart stone mart you can put it on layaway yeah credit wasn't as readily available take it back barney just, you know, do what you got to do. Take it back. Get my money back. Get, give me a check. I'll deposit it. I'll tell Wilma, look, it was just a temporary thing. No big deal. We still have the money. See, and they got a kid. Everything worked out. These guys are dum-dums. They are, in fact, dum-dums. They are, in fact, dum-dums. Um, all right. So he comes home. Wilma knows that he spent the money. She's playing coy, but she knows that he uh, drained the account. And he's like, oh, I did it for Barney. And she's like, that's the kindest, most sweetest thing that a person could ever do. And I love you for it. He is such a fucking asshole during this entire scene. (laughs) During this entire movie. I am am the man of this house and I will do what I want with the money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and this is the point where you get kicked in the fucking ball so hard that I have to take you to the hospital and have them pulled back out. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I, I think, a, a, it maintains the spirit of both the Flintstones and the Honeymooners that his wife, Jackie Gleason's character's wife, always mm-hmm. says, oh, okay, sweetie, and then lets Earth kick him in the balls way harder than she can. True. And then makes him a sandwich after he learns his lesson. One more time, yep. Alice. I'm going to abuse you, wife. God damn it, dude. No, not... Yeah. Ugh. But in the Flintstones, he never hits Wilma. No, 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 no. I'm, that's the Honeymooners. He never I'm, hits her in the Honeymooners either. He, he, yeah. well, he never threatens he, to... Fred, yeah. Flint, Fred Flintstone never never um, threatens Wilma. No, no, no. In the Honeymooners, Jackie Gleason is constantly threatening to give a tiger, tiger uppercut to his wife, yeah. Jackie. <laughs> To the moon, Alice! (laughs) And I think that that's actually what the Honeymooners is really about, is that in a time and place, apparently to the moon, Alice was a thing that happened all the time, and that he doesn't do it because she's smarter than him, and she's a better person than him, and she's making him a better person is the whole fucking point of the show. So in a time and place, you have to look at the Honeymooners and go, this is progressive. (laughs) Wow, did it suck back then? Progress. Okay. Whereas then we get to this the um 1950s the Me Too. Yeah, sure, Sam. Yeah, and but then we get to the Flintstones and Wilma's like, listen, I'm gonna fucking hit you with this rolling pin. <laughs> like women started taking it back. Like you oh, yeah. hit me for uh-huh. the last yeah. fucking ten years, and guess what? Now I've got this marble rolling pin. I'm gonna fucking knock you upside the head with it if you fucking touch me one more time. 
Yeah, and I think that's why we get The Simpsons is because you have on the Honeymooners on screen real people, and the Flintstones become something that takes us outside of our reality just enough so we can understand that, yeah, your wife should hit you in the fucking head with a bowling pin, you fucking idiot. <laughs> or yeah. Rolling pin or whatever, right? And that's, you know, yeah. Progress. That's the whole cycle of Honeymooners to Flintstones to Simpsons. Yep, Obama. there are. It's Star a Trek is tale. right. Star Trek is right in there. Morality tales taken out just enough that we don't realize that the TV is telling us all that we're assholes. See, and I took it as this is a cautionary tale that they're telling men and women at home. Like, men, you got to start. You got to stop the the Gleason in it because look at what happens to Fred Flintstone. This could be you. Uh, I just and I don't. I don't see consciously you stop doing it because you're like, wow, if she starts to retaliate, there's a lot of like dangerous shit in that kitchen. I, uh, I I just don't see Obama putting putting uh, Fred Flintstone up on his change (laughs) posters. I think you guys are very off base. Lorraine (laughs) Obama. Yep. I don't I don't think the Flintstones are the progressive think piece that you think it is. Wiener in the field. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Daddy, what was that? Oh, that was a bug. That bug's got a huge cock. <laughs> In its mouth. <laughs> Wait, what? No. It was just a cock, Sam. There was no bug. <laughs> the penis hit the windshield. There's a, there's a stink bug on his wiener. <laughs> Medics reported that. We found it. There's stink bugs all over it. We're eating your wiener. <laughs> you want it back? You, you want it back? <laughs> Here it is. We're going to put it back on. It's a little chewed up. <laughs> Some dogs got to it. It's okay. You'll do porno, and no one will watch it because they don't want to see. They don't. Do they not. don't want to see that. Okay. All right. So the rebels go. Well, everybody goes to the adoption agency, and they meet Bam Bam, and he's a terror, just like the cartoon. And then there's an he's awful montage, and it ends with him being not so awful. He loves his mommy, and it's cute. Yay! And she loves him too. Even though he destroys everything. I hated Bam Bam, the casting for Bam Bam. I just, I hated this kid. One, Bam Bam has white hair. And he's got like a little man ponytail thing going on on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Man bun. Yeah. Yeah. What what the hell happened to like, oh, we got to make Rick Moranis blonde for Barney. But we're not going to take the time to get this kid a, 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 a wig that you could probably have recycled from any classic British snob movie and just move the bun up a little bit. <laughs> or just give him a haircut. He's a kid. Yeah. Just give him a yeah. haircut. Yeah. Um, and I also hated Pebbles too. It was like, they wanted it to be an Olsen twin, right. but they couldn't get the Olsen twin. So they just yeah. got this. It, it was like, well, in real life, the twins that made it out of this thing, Really didn't do other movies and didn't have any sex tapes, so their lives are better. I'm sorry, what? The Olsen twins have sex tapes? No, yeah, they made it out of that too, but a lot of the child actors have sex tapes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pippi Longstocking, sex yeah. tape. Danny Bataducci. Did He probably had like 40 sex tapes on that guy. Yeah. Screech. God rest his and soul. And Sniff! Yeah, screech and sniff. What? That's, That's what, what it's it called. called. Oh no! Screech and sniff because he's got poo poo in his sex tape. <laughs> oh my you got God, the poo is... in your sex tape. 
Oh no. <laughs> Classic Elizabeth Taylor quote there, Sam. (laughs) 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 Darling, I've seen it all. (laughs) It's Melanie Eliza Silver, and they seem like they've made it into adulthood without giant fucking scars (laughs) and poo-poo sex tapes. (laughs) Yay for them. And Bam Bam is, I don't even want to try to fuck up the pronunciation of the twins that played Bam Bam because they're Nordic and... They're, I think they just went back to they, they actually got or, barbarians to be Bam Bam. <laughs> no, they they're probably engineers now. You're right. They got a little they got a little barbarian in them. Little Hannah barbarian. Yeah. Huh? Huh? They've crushed the problem with nuclear power and waste. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if each one of those twins though, the Nordic ones that played Bam Bam, uh, they each have a club and they keep it in their their offices, their engineering offices, and then when they have to go in for meetings, they're like, oh, yeah, I was Bam Bam in, in an American movie. Probably. And then he's Jackie. like, would you like to see my club? And they're like, where is it on the shelf? He's like, no, it's downstairs. We play electronica. Get it? Because I'm Bam Bam, and he's yeah. Bam Bam, and this is Club Club. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it, you can't come in. <laughs> We have all the drugs. <laughs> Don't try to steal my taunts moves. Why are we? Why are they German now? Why are we so, they're not German. I don't they're think Nordic. I'm. I'm from Norway, and I don't really have a Norwegian. And, oh, it's just the Swedish. We can't chef. make fun of them because they're like doing good things and right? not being stupid like everybody else on Very earth. Very good guess. socialized medicine and uh, quality education. Yeah. Those okay. idiots. <laughs> those goof. Those, oh, those Nordics are so stupid. <laughs> oh, you heard, oh, we're doing this. Oh, I am a Germany and I'm making fun of you. Yes, we have dance clubs. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of uh, nightly activities, it's now bowling night in the movie. And uh, Fred's great at bowling, apparently. He's. Uh, does yeah. the twinkle toes thing. That's what they call him. Twinkle toes. Hey, twinkle toes. Uh, and then he wins the thing against a bunch of cavemen. Uh, and then those cavemen sell us insurance. Mm, uh, and- oh, my God. You're right. They they do look exactly like the Geico insurance cavemen. You guys miss those guys? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Hated those guys. Hated those Wait, guys. That's Val Kilmer, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just played all the parts of the, right. the guy go caveman. Right. Uh, and then uh, Barney reads this poem to Fred. And he's like, you're my best friend. You've done the best, you know, you're the best that's ever existed. Blah, blah. It's all rhymes. And uh, Fred starts crying. And they're, you know, they're really good pals. He's done really ew, good by him. Ew. No one's going to ever get you down. Yeah. No. Ew. I don't know why he, John Goodman couldn't just cry like normal tears during the scene. And he had to cry Vaseline or whatever the hell that was that was all over the floor. Like grody alien goop. Did you see a shower in the Flintstones household? Yeah, that's just sweat. Yeah. That's just they, what that's the, by the time it makes elephant. it to the ground. There's that much human mm-hmm. filth on it. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> anyway, I was grossed out You should out see by my that. hair after I don't wash it for two days in a row. <laughs> I could, like, recolor lever by rubbing, rubbing my head on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go, Sam. You can see mine today. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not nearly as greasy as me. 
That's because you're Italian. I once waxed an entire... (laughs) Racist! And also accurate. (laughs) It's all the cheese. It makes you slippery when wet. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. God damn I couldn't it. think of sexy oh sex to say about it. I, I, I actually have jokes with punchlines sitting here, and I'm letting you talk. And you're like, I started talking and didn't have an end to what I was talking about. I'm on a show. All right. So we're going to try to move a little for, fast forward here. Basically, what happens is Vander Cave comes in and says he's got a plan to find... His next VP, his Patsy, he doesn't say, obviously, the Patsy part. He goes down in front of the men working down to the quarry, and he's like, all right, you're all going to take a test of business stuff. And gives them the test. They start taking it. Fred's terrible at it. He's really struggling. Barney sees he's having a bad time, and Barney's apparently a pretty sharp cookie. So when the test is done, he looks at Fred's answers, and he's like, Jesus Christ! And uh, switches, switches it up with him because he's you know he's gonna repay him for the for the adoption thing when he could actually just give him his money back but he's gonna do this and thrust his best friend into a situation where he is ill prepared and will probably end up making things worse for everyone also uh moving the only guy that can hold on to the brontosaurus with those Massive pythons right. of arms. Absolutely. Want to give a shout out? John Goodman's had some fucking pythons. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Like I was expecting, you know, when he was doing the scenes in the uh, with the B fifty twos, they were on stage, and you look at him and he's and he's doing the flex thing, and he's got. It kind of made me think he could chuck a guns. man. He could chuck you know, a man. John Goodman, uh, he's never really made the wow sexy guy list until today on the Flintstones. Okay. That's a nice thing to say to John Goodman. I'm sure he would enjoy hearing that. Uh, he's also from St. Louis, where we live. And yep. uh, okay. He's the so, voice at the aquarium. Yeah. So, anyways, so it, the test time, we come back and oh, Fred Flintstone's the guy. And whoever scored the worst is dumb, uh, dumb. And it, it was actually Fred that scored the worst, but now he's scored the best because of the switcheroonie. So now he's the executive VP of industrial procurement. Sounds fancy. Physical. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody know what that actually means? Industrial you procurement. You procure industrials. You're going to be buying tools. You're the tool buyer. Okay. You're going to do research on which tool is going to work best for your company and then buy that one mm-hmm. and then make sure that all of its parts are constantly coming to you at a good uh, supply chain, all that. Okay. So if you're good. that person now, you've actually jumped out of the side of a building. <laughs> uh, you're, you're currently on your way down while listening to Stinker Madness, and thanks for taking your last few moments. Yeah, just I know. Spend some time with us. <laughs> the pavement is going to be like a blissful heaven. Just wait. You know, yeah, it's, it's coming fast. Especially after Jackie tells one of her jokes, then you're like, "Oh God, oh. pavement, pavement can't come fast enough." <laughs> Why did I go to the top of the building? <laughs> Could have gone halfway and jumped out there, and I would have skipped that Jackie joke. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll think of another one soon. <laughs> oh, great. great. <laughs> that way I'll get the next jumper as yeah, well. For the next batch. 
Okay. All right. So uh, he starts work as this uh, VP. He's got his own office. Uh, Halle Berry's his secretary in sexy jungle girl outfit. And uh, oh, my favorite part. Okay. The dick to bird. Dick to bird. Yep. Harvey Corman is the voice. I of love the dick to bird. He was my Ooh. favorite. In the credits, they say that Harvey Corman is only the voice, but he's got a cameo in the department store too. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Bunch of shit. Is Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman's second appearance on the show is he had three. I don't think it's only two. Yeah. He's he's pretty choosy about what he does. Yeah, except for this one in Star Wars special. Um, so Vander Cave tells Fred that uh, hey, glad you like your new Kush office, but uh your first role of vice president of industrial procurement, not human resources or operations management of the quarry or whatever, you got to fire one of the quarrymen because he's an idiot. He scored the worst. And it just happens to be your best friend, Barney Rubble. So let's say... Totally not your job. That this had actually been Barney that was hired here. Mm -hmm. It's like, this guy scored the lowest on his aptitude test. You got to fire him. That's Fred Flintstone. He's my best friend. He wouldn't have said that. He'd have been like, who's going to... Hold on to the brontosaurus. Kind of use the. You see that guy's pythons? Yeah. Doesn't matter if he fucking eats crayons for lunch. We don't. He's holding on to a brontosaurus. We don't have a quarry without that guy. Yeah. He's. I don't care what his test scores were. Are you paying him more because he scored like just that? You're an idiot. You're you're fired. I'm actually firing you. You're I'm fired. usurping your... Yeah, get out of here, comic Mr. Lachlan. Slate, this man is an idiot. I don't even need Mr. Slate. Just get the hell out of here. I'll cut security. Because <laughs> I'll go back into, like, watching the Flintstones. Like, Mr. Slate and Fred Flintstone know each other. He'd be like, Mr. Slate, he wants to fire Fred. Yeah. And Mr. Slate's like, who are you? You're not even in the show. You're fucking fired. <laughs> Halle Berry. Great I hair, just, by the way, though. I, I've lost all of the semen in my body. I need to walk <laughs> away and fall down now. Okay, all right. Uh so he comes home. There's a big surprise pri- party for him for this thing. Barney and uh will uh Betty give him this nice rock briefcase and he's like, I can't accept it. Uh you guys don't have any money. And they're like, We got plenty of money. He's like, No, you don't, you're fired. Uh okay. He's like, but- actually, that's my money, and I'm gonna need that back now. Yeah, also, where's the money? That you could just give back to me and this whole thing could have been averted, dude. You don't actually owe me anything because you could just give me my money back. You got your kid. Is this briefcase filled with hundreds? Because that's what I need. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you really think about it, Barney's a ding dong because he could have been up there running the show and he Mm could have paid Fred back in like two months. He doesn't have to pay in two months. He's got Fred's money. He didn't spend it, Jackie. They said, uh, we need to see 20,000 shells to for you to get yeah. a kid. And he opens up the briefcase. He's like, 20,000 shells. Closes it. There's your bam bam. And then, uh, you know, gives the money back to Fred. The, the Barney switch in the test is true to the uh, source material. He's always doing something stupid. When he did something smart so that he can do something smart later. But Ah, gotcha. Okay. All right. So uh, 
it's all good. Like the the Barney firing thing goes fairly well. He's like, dude, actually, you know what? I fucking hated working there. Uh, I I thought it was a dead end job, and you kind of actually did me a favor because I was thinking about writing my novel. Um, and uh, you know, things are gonna change for me. I can feel it. I'm a driver. I'm a winner. Things uh-huh. are gonna change. I can feel it. Thanks, loser. Yeah. <laughs> subtle joke but you went ahead and took a rock hammer you took a brontosaurus jackie and you wrote it and you you just picked up the the literalness of my joke and and slid down the back of its ass because i don't know what the freaking brontosaurus even does you were throwing pebbles whereas i threw brontosaurus size (laughs) rock into that joke like bam all right just bam. in case you miss the- Bam, bam. <laughs> Speaking of bam, bam, uh, Betty and Wilma go shopping in a crystal shop, and they bring a bull, and he destroys it. And Wilma has to pay for it because Betty's got no cash. Uh, time, well, time, her, time is her kind of moving gets, fast here. Her credit card gets declined. Yeah, it seems like it's been weeks since Barney's had a job, and they're running out of savings, which is actually just the money that Fred loaned him temporarily. Um. Meanwhile, back at the office, Jungle Girl is dropping off documents for him to sign. And he's like, ah, I'm a VP. Well, may- maybe I should read these ones. This seems important. So there's a little, like, sparkle of Fred not being a total moron. But then he gets distracted by Jungle Girl. How could you not? I, mean, I guess Jackie was immune yeah. to her charms right. because she's yeah. like, her hair is inconsistent. I was like, <laughs> What? Here's the deal. I don't think Halle Berry is beautiful. Wow. What? Wow. I I don't. I don't. I do not find her to be attractive at all. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I know. I love Sam Elliott, dirty old trailer trash man, but not Halle Berry. Okay, so you're like, Halle Berry isn't attractive because she doesn't have like 10 wrinkly wieners hanging from her face. Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That checks out. That tracks with her M.O., Sam. You and I are just boring, same old everybody else on the planet that thinks Halle Berry's top five of all time. See, and, and I think Jackie's Nicole Kidman like, is I'm over here on my, my own universe. Ugh. See, and for me, I think uh, Nicole Kidman is one of my my most desirable ladies out there. Okay. Whereas Halle Berry doesn't even make the top five. I, uh, what's so you like pasty and awkward? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm saying I'm, it. Uh, Nicole Kidman's pasty and awkward. <laughs> I yeah. think, I, I mean, I'm not going to. Yeah, we she's know. Not on the hit list. We know. <laughs> I mean, she's not on the time machine hit list because I would still bang her now, but. Uh, yeah, you're not. You should watch that. Uh, it's like Gailstrom or Strong Wind or some bullshit with her and uh, Sam Neill when she's actually young or BMX Bandits because she's in that. Sure. Sure. Pasty and awkward. I, I w- yes, she's matured into a beautiful woman. I will tell Jackie one thing, that there was a period in time that I was not down with the Halle Berry because I also wanted to be arbitrary and be like, oh, everybody else loves Halle Berry. I got to be unique. And then she did that Razzie thing, and I was like, dude, she's like, she's cool. Like, that's cool, lady. You don't take yourself fucking seriously, and you're like super hot, whereas like a lot of everybody else would be like, Eh, factor as he's just having fun with it. You're down. You are down, lady. Yeah, yeah, she was also married to Lenny Kravitz, who I find appalling. 
No, what? she wasn't. She was. She Laura was. Dern was married to Yeah, that Wait, is. Hold on. That is. That's some All internet right, no, happening. No, they dated right or there. something, and then he dumped her, and that was a big deal. Uh, yeah. So it, Lenny Kravitz dated I thought everybody. That Lenny Jackie. Kravitz and her had kids together, and they were married at one point. No, that is. Lenny Kravitz had kids with Laura Dern, Bruce yes. Dern's no, daughter. Laura so- Dern is married to uh, Jason Momoa. Oh my! My God in God heaven! In Keep heaven. looking at the hair. She's <laughs> the. Are you fucking kidding me right now? What are you doing? What are you doing? Jason Momoa is not married to anybody. He's he was married to what's her face from head of the class that got beat up by Mike Tyson. Robin Lisa. G- do you Robin guys Gibbons. even know Robin who Gibbons. Jason Momoa is? I don't think you know who Jason Momoa is. He's yeah, he's Aquaman. He's twenty fucking years younger than everybody you're talking about. There is no including, possible in, way, including Robin Givens, but Robin, Robin Givens and Jason Momoa have even been in the same room. <laughs> and I think Robin <laughs> that is Nanners. You guys but have gone I full Nanners. No, but doesn't Lenny Robin Kravitz. Givens have a kid with Lenny Kravitz, and that Jason Momoa is like? Th- it's gone full circle, <laughs> but Halle Berry has nothing to do with any of it. Halle Berry was married to Lenny Kravitz when she, she did Swordfish. Yes, she was. No, she no. wasn't. And he said, "Take your bra off for the take your ladies oh, out for the oh, movie." Oh my! Take oh. your ladies out for the movie. <laughs> and she was like, "No, here's you know machete who Halle, and." Who, who, Halle Berry is currently not married to anybody. You know who the only name on this list of her three ex-husbands I know is David Justice from the fucking Atlanta Braves. That's it, Jackie. She was married to David Justice? That guy kicked <laughs> And she ass. dropped him like the hot Rocky was. That guy went from <laughs> hot to Lenny turd in a and Jason Momoa and Robin Givens. Oh, that was... That, <laughs> that, was, that was some... That was some Alex Jones shit right there, Jackie. You should get sued for $50 million. Mm-hmm. Jesus You need Christ. more listeners. Your fake news is good. <laughs> Shut up, you Is it? It was, it was pretty clearly very wrong, Sam. <laughs> well, Alex Jones is very clearly wrong most of the time. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I, You know, the lizard people living at the center of the planet and ruling uh, all of us from the shadows, that checks out more than Lanny goddamn Kravitz and fucking Halle Berry. It, <laughs> we need the weir- weir- weekly world news and Alex <laughs> Jones needs to lean a little bit harder into that. You know who she dated before? <laughs> it was fucking Bat Boy. <laughs> Shut he up, lives <laughs> in caves in Brazil. She would go down to this cave. Yeah, it's just right by where <laughs> gay frolicking Hitler lives. Also in Brazil. Also dated Halle Berry. Also dated Halle Berry. Oh my god! Fucking insane jackie you are on one today okay all right so <laughs> bam bam goes shopping and wrecks the china shop right <laughs> that that's where that's how we got to fucking lenny kravitz right here <laughs> okay uh so uh wilma walks in while halle berry's being super sexy and she's like uh-huh sure fred and, you know he's he's been he's pretty you know 
He's being. He's being a fucking piece of shit. He's being. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, to me, I'm sorry, but if somebody is throwing themselves at you like that, he needs to call the human resources. Thing to do is to say, "Hey, respect yourself," and then help her <laughs> off of your desk. And please don't do that again, no. because my wife that you just saw owns a knife. Uh, uh, you get up and you move to the file cabinet. And you act like you're going to get something out of the file cabinet. You always have like a a calculator on the file cabinet so that when people make advances to you, you can be like, I I lost this calculator. And you give them a weird look that's like, you should get off my fucking desk. And if they don't, then you actually have to verbalize, um, yes, this is inappropriate behavior. Yeah. yeah, And they're like, okay. And you don't say, I'm going to call human resources. And if they say... Are you going to call human resources? Then you go, no, don't do it again. I, uh, I'll, joking aside, and it's fun inside the movie, but if somebody did this to me, even if it was Halle Berry, I'd be like, no, get out. I'm here to work. You are, I'm not here for this lady. I am here to work. Get off my desk. I can't get shit done with you sliming all over it. He's an idiot. He doesn't yeah. even know what his job is. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in your situation, if I'm Wilma and I walk in on that, that bitch ain't going to have no hair when I'm done because I'm hmm. going to pull her ass off that desk by her scalp. Uh, I think that you're uh, being very, very uh, childish. Okay. No, I'd probably be yeah. like, oh my God. Seriously. Wow. Get up. Come on. <laughs> I, can, I can see get your butt. Out. Your butt is out. That's your hilarious. Butt is out. Also, I'm <laughs> Elizabeth Perkins. So I'm getting close to being on the time machine hit list. Yeah. Je- jealousy's not real great. Je- jealousy doesn't do a lot no. for me, Jackie, just so you know. You know, let's be honest. I would probably start laughing pretty hard. Yeah, it's just because that is my personality, and I'd be like, "Come on, get up! I need to borrow the stapler. That's why I came in here. Move." Yeah, remember your you dance very seductively. Well, that's what's going on here in this scene. So it's it's more funny than not when it happens in real life. Like, sure, lady. (laughs) What you do to make it like a life shattering event is you just like set. Uh, pebbles on the desk so that she leans over and looks at her like hi and they're like who are you and then she looks around she's like oh my god i've now inside of a family oh no right oh oh Oh, like the homewrecker ploy homewrecker ploy right yeah all right Uh, none of that all right so uh later uh, she, oh, oh, and, uh, uh, the rebels are now living with them, blah, 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 blah. That's what this whole scene is about. Later, skipping ahead again, because goddamn nothing happens. I think we movie. should skip ahead, like, Mega Force, skip yeah. ahead. Yeah. What happens is Fred turns into a bigger piece of shit than it's he was a, before. a huge amount of money, and he uses, the money goes to his head. It makes him, like, Bezos, Elon Musk pieces of mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Like Dino's like, running Ooh. away from your stick with your steak, Barney. You better go chase your dinner down. <laughs> Dog's got your dinner. <laughs> yeah. Now mow my lawn, bitch. Fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, freeloader. And it finally comes to a head with Betty when uh, Barney's. They're at a swanky dinner. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nonsense that is completely oh, forgettable. B fifty twos are there. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> if because you Cindy see Wilson most of the B-52s there. playing at a club. Cindy Wilson said no. Okay. She's like, I'm above this. 
this. I'm the above this baby. Above this baby. Perkins was there, yeah, and yeah. what's his face was there, and then and the drummer was there, but the B52s she had terrible were not hair. there. And they got to like, yeah, I guess enough uh, of the hair, Jackie. Jesus, the <laughs> other the two were like, "Go ahead, it's fine. We get cash off this, but I'm not gonna fucking do it." And that's what I. Good job, Cindy. Not gonna Wilson. do it, baby. And it the song sucks because there isn't the dual part harmony, right? And, and how after all this shit, they don't just do rock. Lobster, the the whole the pun. I'll tell you why, guys, because they put a price tag on that one, and that's why Cindy Wilson didn't show up. What what happens? Uh, God, I can never remember his name. It's like David Frank or something like that. When he's at the uh, <coughs> when he goes into the office and his manager's there, his manager is with the label and uh the uh, studio producers, and they're like, well. See, the whole thing is we've got like stones and shells and rocks, and we were thinking you could do rock lobster. What's your price? And the David guy is like, one million dollars. Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider. Thank you. Uh, that's just how he talks. That's how I imagine him to talk. Like, no, would so you like to do it over lunch? Lunch, baby. <laughs> lunch, lunch, baby. Sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like, I'll do it. And then Katie Pearson and Cindy Wilson are like, we want this much money. <laughs> and he's like, I could only get this much. Wow, that's a lot like, of money. I guess he gets two of the three. <laughs> And he doesn't get Rock Lobster because that's twice as much as the first number I <laughs> yeah, said. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. So Barney's working there as a busboy, though. And that's how this all gets going. And oh, you're slumming. Yeah, whatever, Barney. Oh, you're a piece of shit, Fred. Uh, well, fuck you, Barney. Where's my bunny that you still owe me, Barney? He's like, I'm trying to do a good job here. And I cheated my own life to help you out, you son of a bitch. No, there's no way. I'm too smart for that, said Fred. Oh, yeah, well, eat this knuckle sandwich. And uh, B-52s are like, eat a knuckle sandwich. Because <laughs> of the sandwich. Knuckles. Anybody else really fucking love sandwich. the B-52s in this room? What's that? Does anybody else really love the B-52s in yeah, this room? Yeah, they're great. They're I mean, so great. that top 20 for me. I love the B-52s. Absolutely. They are a band that exists without making any sense. Right. And that makes them really special to me because if you pitched a record producer what they're about to do for their career, mm -hmm. that record producer, no matter how big he is or how small he is, would tell you to fuck off. Yeah. No, they're, they're something else. Okay. Uh, so they Fred gets punched out and... Uh, they leave with the kids. They uh, take the kids and move, I guess. And then Wilma is also like, I don't need all this trash in my house. I'm also leaving with the kids. Goodbye, Fred. Going to my mother's. Elizabeth Taylor. White diamonds. Uh, <laughs> you should have done that, Jackie. 
White Jackie, you do White Diamonds. I don't know what you're talking about. The song. The song White Diamonds. I, I've never heard that song. Yes, what? you have. I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> I've never heard that song. I have no idea. I, <laughs> thought, you were t- I thought you were talking about like the that. commercial she did for her White Diamonds perfume where she took off her earring and she walked by the table and she put it down between these two guys that are playing cards. She's like, this has always brought me luck. And then she walks off. That's right. But she's just that- left like a $2 million diamond earring on a table. Elizabeth Taylor, she's yeah. got like 700 of them. And my memory only remembered probably Lenny Kravitz going for <laughs> the commercial. Where she says that, that the one time. I, I fucking hate Lenny Kravitz. They tried to they tried to get, get uh, Frank Snyder. I'm gonna go my way. <laughs> he's like white diamonds, and Elizabeth Taylor's like that is not gonna work in this commercial. Sorry, B52. <laughs> <laughs> Come, come get your white diamonds at the store this weekend. <laughs> you look great. They don't make any sense, and they're beautiful and majestic, the B-52s. <laughs> All right, I love so them. Fred drives to work. Everybody hates him. They're revolting because he fired all of them. Uh, and he didn't do it. He didn't know that he was firing everybody, but they all hate him. They're uh, uh, storming the castle. And he goes in, he f- confronts Vandercave, and Vandercave's like, hey, buddy, you signed all those documents. Turns out you've been embezzling this whole time. The cops are on the way to bust you. I got all your money. I got all the money from your procurements. I don't know how that works. I'm not really sure what my own plan is here, to be honest. Can you tell me, we- Fred? We found the seashells. We're yeah, going right. to move them around the right way, but I'm just going to keep them all. Okay. Not really sure how that worked. I uh, could have circumnavigated this movie by just keeping the seashells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not even seashells. They look like little fucking sprockets, yeah. which I think is a call out to the Jetsons, but come blunt, on, blunt man. Ninja well, stars. And the other call out to the Jetsons in this movie is the ice cream truck that yeah. Barney is driving during the lynching. Yes. It has the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, it does. As Good it catch. comes up during during the lynching. <laughs> that is during the lynching. During the lynching, just the casual lynching that that is about to take place in this movie. Boy, does this movie have it all and none at once. <laughs> yeah, Fred goes on the lamb. He's running around. He ends up in Bum Alley. His old garbage disposal spots him, which is a dinosaur, and it's like Fred Flintstone because all the animals talk. And so he's, no, he's chased like, by, yeah, he's squeaking it. Yeah, and he uh, he's chased through the streets, and they eventually catch up to him, surround him, string him a goddamn up. Barney pulls up with ice cream. He's like, "Hey, anybody want a snow cone for this lynching party?" And Fred's like, "Hey, Barney, what are you doing here? Wait, you know this guy? String him up too. Double, double lynching." Two, Double lynching. It's okay. the only thing better than a lynching, but <laughs> you could do a triple or a quadruple or octuple, and it would be better I, I, than you know, when I'll you hang honest, everybody. I get bored after four, so I think that's the cap. What if it's, it's a, like, like uh, simultaneous octuple lynching? No, no, I mean, then you have no. like... See, there's only there's only three a triple headers the most you can do in baseball. When you have the uh, WrestleMania, there's only three real big events, man. Force force my top end, Sam, on lynchings. Okay, what if it's Dodge City, Kansas, in 1859, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've got a single lynching, a double lynching, and a triple lynching? 
followed yeah. by an octuple lynching, and you so promise a, so to deliver that lynching inside of two hours, and you sell food. That's like that's like sixteen hangs that happened, but it's still only four lynchings. So are you yeah, serious? I, that I, happened somewhere. I, uh, that doesn't. Yeah, that seems like fucking ridiculous, dude. Have you, like you were you, just joking. Have you Public been to entertainment America? used to be murder in America. Yeah, oh. have, you, have you been here at all? Uh, also in Earth, going to the theater was a stoning. Well, here's your price of admission. It comes with a stone that you yeah, can throw at this the, person to kill them. Every time the king would chop off his lady's head, uh, uh, the entire city of London would show up, honey. I mean, are you serious? People are awful? Yeah. Welcome huh. to Earth. The Greeks well, were like, "Hey, we're gonna make theater," and the Romans were like, "You know what the problem with that is? There wasn't enough grisly death, so we're gonna bring <laughs> it back a few hundred years and give the idea of the theater, but this is a coliseum full of death, animals and people. It's a pile of blood and death." Well, they had to do that, Sam, because as everybody knows, it's called Blood and Circus, or Bread and Circus, excuse me. Yeah, and, everybody uh, knows. They they did that because the poor people were starving, and so they would give them a loaf of bread and a day of entertainment to stop them from rioting in the right. streets. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, they're about to get hung, and uh, Wilma breaks into the office and steals the dick to bird and runs out with it, and she, she slides skids sideways and does the thing from last week with the wink and a gun. It brings the bird out. The bird's like, uh, I'll talk after you kick my ass. Tells all Let these- me tell you a story about intrigue. Yeah, yeah he does the and- whole C-3PO thing from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Which was awesome. Dick to Bird was my favorite. Toronto Bosch. Toronto Bosch. <laughs> he runs a little bit. And you're oh, like, Henson Company, this is interesting. <laughs> the wire work is bad. The Shaw brothers are not jealous. Though they're very aged at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about when they're at the quarry yeah. later and he's walking around the bird. Because that looks terrible. Oh, the bird running was what I was talking about. Yeah, at the quarry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it was terrible. All right, so they, they go had ho- a wire work puppet. They go home. Didn't work. Their house is ransacked. The kids have been kidnapped. There's a note. Ransom note says, meet me at the quarry. <coughs> Bring the dick to bird, and you get your kids back. They show up the next day. They sleep all night. That was, that was I mean, they had a good nap in between. Uh, and they show up in the morning at the quarry. The kids are on a death trap, and... He's like, give me the bird. I'll give you the kids. Deal. And then he flips the switch. And the kids are now riding on the death trap, which is the shitty manufactured house machine that he designed. The most perfect machine that had ever been designed Mm -hmm. that he would have weighed way more money on had he not tried to be a thief. Yeah. He then decides, I will sabotage my own beautiful design i will not be henry ford i will be el chapo henry poured <laughs> oh my god i couldn't come up with anything right there he's Hen- like what do you do henry stone like, steal it right like henry Ross. Oh, yeah, i came up here's the part of like my plan is to like i'm gonna 
start working for a company and I'm like work my way up to executive. Right. And then I'm going to like design the greatest manufacturing that has ever been seen. Something we still don't have. And then after that, I was just going to use it as a ruse to steal like half or maybe 5% of what I could make for Mm -hmm. designing all of the work that I'll already do. Something that would change the world. I'm going to move to like Rock Ruba or something. And then Rock a Poco. Probably will get killed by the natives. (laughs) Or get malaria. This is my plan. Yeah. Good thinking there, uh, Vandercape. All right. Uh, so he uh, gets the bird. He hits the switch. The dads do a bunch of hijinks, which is just them injuring themselves repeatedly, uh, trying to stop this machine. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get to the end where Fred blows up the goddamn machine uh, because he already blew up the machine while he was do- when it was in scale. And uh, Barney dives off, gets the kids off. It blows up. Uh, it causes concrete to exists suddenly and covers Kyle McLaughlin, who becomes a statue. Yeah, so they invent concrete. There's poorly produced uh, live action into cartoon that doesn't work ever. And I guess resolvency, if that's a word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, Dictabird tells everybody the truth. Uh, Halle Berry goes to prison, which the prison people, I'm sure, were not sad about. Um, <laughs> All the people get their job backs because now they've then, got this new this new material named concrete that's going to change the goddamn world. And Fred, right. do you want to be in charge of concrete production? He's like, no, I want to be that uh, dinosaur guy. Uh, also, I could put in a good word for my bud Barney here, but I'm not going to. Hire Barney for this job and let me yank the cables on the brontosaurus because I'm the only guy that can do it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And then give me residual rights for the cement, right? Yeah. But let me continue to be a grunt worker. No, he doesn't do any of that. He he just says, I want to be a grunt worker. Sure, let's start this movie over again with how everybody was before. Not this guy fucking Barney is your guy Right here. This is your guy right here, Barney. Barney he Rubble. Nothing. He says nothing. Thanks. Thanks, F- Fred. I'm so glad you're my bestie. And what's worse is that when he walks away, Mr. Sleuth goes, that's the best executive I've ever had. Right. No. Yeah. Also, they told you everything, Mr. Slate. You can actually independently make your own decision to hire Barney Rubble as the executive. You don't even need to give Fred the job. You don't need to give anybody the job. It's concrete. Like, just make it and sell it. Well, and it happened on accident because both of those idiots blew up the existing um, thing. So it doesn't belong to anybody. But, you know, Fred could have taken the job or giving it to Barney either way the two of them could have split the residuals and been rich beyond their wildest dreams for the rest of totally. their lives but they and never that, had to work again Fred doesn't want that I get that but he never asked Barney hey bud do you want to be the executive or do you want to be super rich I'm making decisions for my own life but I don't you know it changed me I get that 
you though, I shouldn't be making well, decisions for the rebels. If we're basing in this all off of hair color, Sam is <laughs> if Sam is Fred Flintstone and you're Barney Rebel. How would you guys resolve this? I'd be like, Sam, you're Fred Flintstone because you got black hair. I'd be like, this is the guy. And then, and also, then, look at these pythons. Hello. And then yabba dabba do. No, no, you're Barney, Justin, because you got blonde hair. I, yeah, but I just got, I just I got just promoted. Said. He is going to be the executive. My friend, I'm gonna, like, go out my, and my yank friend a bunch promoted of me to executive. I now get to do the yabba dabba do. And then uh, also, we, Fred, we need we need to talk about your uh, your tardiness of late. And uh, there's been some reports about what you've done to the bathroom. And uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go because the janitorial department is like big shits. <laughs> your customers were in the rears because of the janitorial department cleaning up your toilet. Yeah. How many times have you been to work? Actually, I have a record of it. It's twice because that's how many times the toilet was clogged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let you go. Sorry. Uh, here's your watch in a keychain. Um, all right. Uh, so they cuts to them in the drive through leaving Tar Wars, the movie that they just watched. I mean, we see on screen is the movie we're watching. They went to the movies and watched a movie about themselves, and it just happened to be called Tar Wars. But, okay. Uh, and then we get the live action sequence of the actual credits from the TV show. I want to watch the movie Tar Wars. I think this is how it goes. Two armies of, like, beasts line up on either side of a tar pit. Mm -hmm. And then tar wins. They just run into it. And it's like a drain. (laughs) Like, what? Tar Wars sucks. Can we put can we put Brett Brown in it and he also loses to the Tar Wars? (laughs) Just no. Red Brown seems like he should be in it and just be like, oh, like he's our tax. (laughs) Put me in a scuba suit. I'm Red Brown. I'm going (laughs) to yank this Mastodon out of there. And then it comes up at the end and it's only Red Brown. He's like, I couldn't get him. (laughs) <laughs> but I stayed alive. That's what Reb Brown does. <laughs> okay. All right, questions. I don't have any. I, I think I have the final question if anybody has any questions. Also a movie starring Red Brown. Jackie, I, I'm empty. So do they just go back to being just fucking poor? And they're not even really that poor, honey. They're, they're like middle they class. repossessed parts of their house that yeah. would cost more to repossess than yeah, to just, just leave sense. them there. Just leave it there. It. Do- I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I don't think they're poor to begin with. I think that they're middle class. They've got three bedroom houses. They're doing just fine. It's very like the Simpsons-esque. Like the Simpsons are poor. No, they're not. They're doing just fucking fine. Homer's Homer actually Simpson. a nuclear engineer, He's an so he idiot, makes a shitload. But he does a really good job as the yeah. safety inspector yeah. for he reads the meter and he checks the numbers and he puts does them his down. Job. Does his job. Yep. It's, the power plant's only blown up like three times, so it's fine. In 26 years. Uh, that, no, I don't think they're poor. I think they're living fine. I think they just got greedy. My question, what's the moral of the story? I was going to ask that. Read 
documents? Because that's really the thing. Like, hey, I yes, don't be an asshole this- when you get rich, but. The moral of the story is is make a different movie. <laughs> oh, 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 blast. Zap. Okay. Wow. Uh, all right. I, I, that's all I can get is like that they're trying to tell us that's the only moral. Read things before you sign them. And titties. And titties. Uh, go, Sam. Your final question. What is not faithful to the Flintstones in this film that people were like, oh, no, and it gets excused constantly for being faithful to the Flintstones. And I say it is not. What is not faithful about this film to the Flintstones' original formula? Nothing? Uh, The kids, for one. That's on the right track, Jackie, but go further. They're too old. They're They're young in this. They're too young in this, aren't they? They're too young, aren't but it doesn't date? matter. Aren't Let's they just think about the, the formula of every episode of the Flintstones and what goes wrong in an episode of the Flintstones and how it's fixed. It's usually one of the kids fixes it. Pebbles figures out the actual problem. Yeah. Then Wilma institutes a solution. That may or may not work, but Barney shows up, and then Bam Bam smashes the problem. Bam Bam and Pebbles are victims in this movie. Yeah. This is not a faithful adaptation, no matter what anyone says. They're like, oh, it was a very faithful. It is not. It is shameful. I've I've never seen Bam Bam smashed the dinosaurs at the end every time. What happens at the end of this movie? Oh, there's a giant machine. What's going to happen? Bam Bam's going to fucking smash it. That's what's going to fucking happen. He's Bam Bam. How does Bam Bam not smash it? That doesn't make any sense. How does Bam Bam not fucking smash it? Uh, How does Bam Bam not... How does Bam Bam even get captured? Right? Because that kid is going to hit whoever's coming at them with a stick to... No shit. ...to protect Pebbles, right? Because he loves Pebbles. Bam Bam smashes some crystals in the fucking Versace store. Bam Bam doesn't go into the fucking Versace store. He starts killing dinosaurs outside <laughs> of it. <laughs> and they didn't sing that cute song. So let the sun shine in. Do, 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 do. They missed the boat on this one hard, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. All right, well, that leads me to my last thought. Uh, this is a mixed thing because it's final recommendations. Uh, I'm going to go first, since this is Jackie's movie. Uh, <laughs> this is a major don't for me, but that's for me. I am not the target of this film. My son loved it. I could see a lot of parents being like, yeah, I'll take our kids to a nice family thing. because, And it's got a couple cute little nostalgia jokes i chuckled a couple times on some of the gags uh i could see like the people that just in the last couple months took their kids to see the rise of grew and uh dc super pets you're taking them to see that shit but you didn't like this shit i mean yes you did take them all but like the critics it's this got a 39 metacritic score what do you think it is because I actually saw a very tight production with incredible design, great costumes, great props, great 
you know, like everything looks good. Even the bad CGI by today's standards, that looked pretty fucking great in 1994. Uh, I just don't get why this movie is loathed other than the fact that I don't like family movies. I'm, it's loathed by me because I'm an ass. I'm a cynic. I'm a cynical son of a bitch and I hate everything that is warm and fuzzy. But I'm not the target for this movie. So don't, but also question mark? What the fuck, man? Why? What did you expect, Roger Ebert? Come on. Sam. I mirror every comment you just made. This is not a faithful adaptation of the Flintstones. It's not as poignant. It's nearly... It's not even nearly hard-hitting. But if your child is age six, to then ten. to ten, you should watch it. Yeah. If you're a listener of Stinker Madness, wondering if you should watch this film yeah. for our lampoon, it is a don't. It's a don't. But I just don't understand the hate. Uh, Jackie, go. Other than I hated it. <laughs> Uh, our, you're right. Our son, who uh, is nine, loved it. Uh, I personally thought that it was. It, I'm with Sam. It was not an honest adaptation, and it bothered me, especially Bam Bam not having white hair and Dog. how terrible Pebbles looked with her weird hairstyle. <laughs> like, God. dude, no, her hair swoops <laughs> over to the side and it's got a ponytail. Like, how fucking hard is it to do that? You've obviously dyed that child's hair. So go the extra mile, you fucking ass wipes. Maybe it uh, didn't test well. And I don't know. I just don't. I'm just upset that it's Elizabeth Taylor's last theatrical release. That is. Ugh. It's just. I mean, to Oof. me, that is just heart wrenching and yeah. sad. Oof. Um, and if you're the average Stinker Madness listener, the answer to this is no. Don't watch this. No, it's not for you. It, it was really, I mean, like, we were 40 minutes in, and Justin looked at me, he's like, there's still an hour left of this fucking shithole. And I'm like, yeah. And then it was like, should we start drinking now, or should we wait till we start the podcast? <laughs> uh, we'll wait till the podcast. I don't want to get too fucked up before we start. Yeah, it's. I would put this in the bottom 10 of all the movies we've reviewed that I don't want to watch ever again. And again, under the caveat that it's a fantastic production. This thing is tight as shit and nothing fantastic. is wrong with it other than I hated it. The wire work is not great. The Shaw brothers great, are not jealous. Come on, 1994, man. And and you're lifting the a Shaw man that weighs 350 pounds off the ground. I, I am fine with the wire work. A big, right, those are big-ass wires that you got out. But they did the wire work on up. the Muppet people, too, and it didn't work. It is okay. just whatever. Yeah. All right, fine. All right, that's the end of the show. No. It's not the end of the show. No, it's not. I'm amending my statement, not just age six. It's six to 11. Yeah, six to 11. Six to 11. Six to 11. If your kid's six to 11, see if they like it. Then you get to watch it and see what we think about it now, and see what you think about it. Now, if your kid is 6'11", don't watch this movie. Get that kid uh, into the pros. <laughs> or watch the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler, because that is fan-fucking-tastic. If, but only for tall people? I don't... What is... 
Or anybody that likes basketball. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all right, next week on the show, it is my pick, and we've got uh, we've got one that I've been, I mean, years on. I've been sitting on this one. It's called wow. Drive. Uh, it stars Mark Dukaskis and Kadeem Harrison, uh, currently streaming on uh, 2B TV. So check that out. In the meantime. Dukaskis. Dukaskis. In the meantime, get to the chopper.